Hello, Maggie? Oh my god, Maggie. Maggie. I hate you. Please help me. <coughs> oh, help me, Maggie. Please, I'm desperate. Ah, oh, parenting. It can be such a tough gig at times, but you are not alone. <laughs> I'm Maggie Dent, and I'm here to help you be the parent you really want to be. In these special Help Me Maggie episodes on Parental as Anything, you now get to ask me the sticky, tricky parenting questions you're dying to get the answers to. You know, there's something between mother-in-laws and daughter-in-laws that's often really intense and really complex to navigate. When it's good, this relationship can be a lifesaver. But when it goes bad, whoa, well, it's time to find a place to hide. Just ask any dad. And today's call for help is from someone who is desperate to keep things nice with her husband's mum, despite some really big challenges in their life at the moment. Maggie, I've just been given the opportunity of a lifetime, but it means I have to study full-time, and that's going to be intense. I've got two boys, one's four and one's 18 months. The only way I can do this is to hand over primary care to my mother-in-law, but we have very different, conflicting parenting styles. I'm authoritative and I follow positive parenting. She's quite permissive and uses shame to control them. She also uses rewards and she says she'll buy them something if they're good boys. I'm really worried about how this will impact the boys long term, especially our older boy who's very active and into rough housing and testing our limits. I don't want him to be told that he's a bad boy. I've tried sending her videos and readings of positive parenting, but I'm not even sure she's read them. Maggie, do you have advice as how I should approach my mother-in-law so that we can maintain a good relationship? Also, if nothing changes, considering that it's the next three years, do you think that there will be a lasting impact on their growth and development? And if so, is there anything that you recommend we do? Thanks, Maggie. Well worried, Mama. What a fabulous opportunity for you to have an opportunity of a lifetime. Well done, you. Okay, so the very first thing that I want to touch on in this is that you have been at home with your precious boys for the last four years. So I am going to tell you that it is going to be really hard and it would be hard for any mum to be able to hand over mothering significant amounts of time to anybody else, let alone a mother-in-law who is already part of your life. So please be prepared for some significant grief and own it and move through it. So it will be challenging for you, but it's not impossible to get over. Okay, so the second issue around this is different styles of parenting. Now, there are many out there who live with a co-parent who also has a different parenting style. So this is really quite a common thing if you look at who are the caregivers raising our children. And I am going to give you some really good advice here. And that is the most important thing is healthy connection, which is what you've been working on. And I I can see that this mother-in-law, this is your husband's mum. She's already been a part of your children's life. So I'm hoping they already feel connected to her, even if she can do different things in different moments. 
I do want you to have a quick look at the man you married and check out how's he because she raised him and you fell in love with him. So maybe some of the the stuff you're worrying about might not be as big long term. Okay, let's go to the next section around this, and that is the difference between what you've called authoritative parenting and positive parenting versus permissive and shame. So generations, different generations are recommended to parent in different ways. So this is completely common. I was raised at a time where punishment was the way to go. Rewards and punishment were huge. We were smacked a lot, yelled at and shamed. And yes, it did create some parenting scars for me, but, you know, it's quite significant stuff. You have still got the number one base that you have created. So what the research shows, it's what happens in the earliest years of how connected and how attached children are to their key caregivers, which shapes the way their brain is. So they've already had a fantastic start. Now, around the simple things like um, offering a rewards, I can tell you now that every now and then I still offer a reward to my grandkids and it's not going to damage their internal motivation. There are just times it's not going to do much harm. If it's all the time, then it can become something that they become what we call praise junkies or looking for a treat because they've done something and that's when we know there might be a problem. So until it's a problem, just let it be. The next one is the shaming, and I am going to say that one is the one that sits really big with me. So if there's one conversation probably that I'd like you and your good man to have with your um, mother-in-law, it is around talking about the words that are shaming, because that's really the biggie we know. So maybe print off one article rather than sending your videos that talks about the impact of long-term shaming so that she's able to have some thoughts around it. And, you know, every now and then those words come out of our mouths, even if we're conscious parents, because how we were raised is still in our subconscious. And every now and then, oh, it just comes out, doesn't it? So at the end of the day, significant, consistent, loving care is what children need the most. And you already got a family where that's happening. So I wish you all the best in your studying and your future journey with these gorgeous kids. I'm sure you've noticed that the way we were parented can really impact how we parent too. So if you hear yourself sounding like your parents and not always in a good way, we have a great companion episode that's worth listening to. It's called Your Parents, They Mess You Up and you can find it by going back in the Parental as Anything feed. We hear from conscious parenting expert Shivali Sabari about how the way we were parented can often trigger behaviours decades down the track. Sure happened for me. It's never about the kid, or it's just incidentally about the kid, but really about how the kid is evoking within the parent all sorts of unhealed wounds, unmet expectations, and fantasies. And when the parent doesn't realize that they are the one who needs to be raised, then we are just children raising children. There are so many aha moments in this episode. It is really well worth a listen. 
And if you have a question for me, I'd love to hear it. All you have to do is find a quiet spot. (laughs) Good luck with that. (laughs) I know it's hard. Try to find one, record a voice memo on your phone and email it to me along with your name and phone number to parentalasanything at abc.net.au. And until then, keep breathing. You really have got this.